Welcome to another special edition of Out the Box Talks. It is 2020, our first show uh, of the year. I got my co-host A-Level with me. It's such a pleasure to have you back, brother. That's what's going on for the big 2020, episode number 14. Let's get it. All right. So, yo, A-Level, man, I'm so happy to have you, man. It's been one huge 2019. We're coming back off the heels of what a year, man. What a year, you know. Um, This show was supposed to have happened like two weeks now. We just kept going through stuff. I myself got sick and I wasn't able, so... Man, my apologies to you for us not being able to jump this show off earlier. We ran through some technical difficulties earlier as well. So um, we're trying to work it out, man. We're trying to work it out for the new year. But nevertheless, we are here. We're happy to be back. Um, As A-Level said, it's episode 14. We got a few things we want to talk about. Um, How you feel, though, man? Just tell me how you feel. Uh, Tired. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying the, the the family man life you know and getting ready to pick up these uh these children in a minute so basically just pushing through man um I'm feeling very confident and excited about 2020 I think this is going to be an awesome year and um I'm excited No doubt no doubt man I'm excited for you um the year kind of started and I feel like for hip hop, it's moving, it's moving good. I'm liking what I'm seeing. If you guys have been following us on our Facebook group, Hip Hop Thinks Out the Box, then you know, you know, we've been posting a lot of new heat in hip hop, uh, a lot of topics happening in hip hop that we want to discuss. I don't know if we'll be able to discuss everything at length for this show, but we at least want to, you know, recognize what's been happening. But I feel like 2020 has been popping off pretty well. Um, We also started the year um, on a sad note because just recently we lost uh, a player near and dear, well, an individual near and dear to so many people, to his family first and foremost, but to people whose lives he's touched and we're talking about Kobe Bryant um so I want to definitely say rest in peace to Kobe as well as his daughter Gianna who died in this tragic helicopter crash and all the other people who were caught up in this it was really really unfortunate man and I feel like it hit in a it reminds me of what happened with Nipsey Hussle because I remember it being a Sunday when we found out that he was that he got murdered, and this is another case where it's like, wow. So, you know, we feel sad having to, like, jump off our first show on this, but, like, I feel like we're in a time right now where it's just sinking in and it's, it's really hitting a lot of people, man. And, you know, A-Level, I, I was reading something online where someone was saying if you're a father with a daughter, it hit a little differently. And I wanted to know kind of like what your thoughts was on that. Like, how does that resonate with you? If if you feel comfortable sharing. Um, the one thing I could possibly say about Kobe Bryant is the kind of man he was, not only just on the basketball floor, which is what everyone knew him for, his work on the court, but his work off the court and outside the court. He was just as much as a competitor and had that competitive um, spirit, you know, with playing opponents in in, 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 in athletics and sports, but almost the same when it came down to um, his family. This guy is a real family guy, and it was just amazing to see him, you know, walk through adversities, you know, with his family and all, because as many of us who followed his career and it was pretty much public news that, you know, he had, um, 
he had infidelities with his wife and to see him literally not give up because there's a lot of people that just quit and then it's just over but you know thank god his wife gave him another opportunity another chance and he used that chance and he showed you know resilience in that matter and just continued to fight and fight but he fought for his family he fought for his family you know you don't see too many men you know in this day and time you know fighting for their families so and the love that he had for all four of his his wife and all four of his daughters will now you know three but um it's just amazing it just resonates with me and how i feel about you know my daughters and how they feel about me you know you know what they say you know daddy's girls and stuff like that that's true in every sense of the word it's true you know um uh that kind of connection that he had with Gianna I mean I don't know much about their relationship but from what I saw in videos and you know in interviews and things of that nature um it reminded me very much of um of Cammy and Danny you know and, and and my connection with them and you know my love for them you know I just want to see them succeed and that's exactly what he wanted to do he was just as passionate as about her basketball career, you know, as he was of his. He, you know, this is this is this is what happened in that helicopter, you know, crash. You know, they were in route and they were in transit to going to one of her games. He never he after a certain part of his career, I learned that towards the end of his career, he opted to stop, you know, traveling by bus and by train to places that you know were long you know extended journeys because it was bad for his body you know his body would tighten up right before games so he would you know fly you know fly by helicopter you know to to the games and he took the same thing on for his daughter wow. he wanted his daughter to succeed as well mind soul and body and he was on the helicopter with her, supporting her and her other, you know, teammates that went down in that helicopter crash as well. So to hear something like that, not only just for him dying, but to see both him and his daughter dying is just utterly devastating. You know, man, you said it. You said a mouthful, man. And, you know, one of the things about Kobe that. I wasn't, I have to admit, I wasn't a big fan of Kobe, but one one of the things I got to say is that on a lighter note, Kobe actually was one of the few athletes that actually rapped, you know what I mean? So in the spirit of hip hop, I got to give him recognition. You know, I think he actually put out an album called Kobe, like with that, yeah, K.O.B.E. Um, so, um... I was trying to find the music. I found a few singles. I know he was on a Destiny's Child record where he um he pretty much was like I think it was Say My Name, Say My Name, and he did like a remix. He was on the Brian McKnight record too. Oh, right. yeah, I was just watching a clip the other day. You know, he was in a uh, Brian McKnight video wearing a tuxedo. You know, and this was like ninety five, ninety six, you know, ninety seven era. Where, you know, everything was, you know, the whole being a big willy and being fly and all that stuff was in, you know, and he was just spitting these verses and stuff like I was like, Oh, look at Kobe, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that 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 was that was short lived. And also, um, who he was, he was taking Brandy to her prom, you know, all of that stuff starts to come back to me, you know, like what what he was doing at that t at point in time, you know, with regard to hip hop culture. Yeah, man, definitely, definitely, man. Kobe, I I like to like you know all as sad as it is, man. Like when when it comes to people dying, like I I, I like to kind of recognize and just remember all the good moments or the fun moments, and that's really what I pray for for the family. Obviously, they're going to be going through a mourning like no other 
right or on on a whole other on a major level but uh i pray that um as they go through this morning they find some type of peace in remembering the good moments you know the good times um the legacy what's really unfortunate is that his daughter didn't really have the it's like her life got taken away way too short so she didn't really have the the ability to create a legacy like Kobe but um even with all of that man I just pray that you know the creator continues to guide them mm-hmm. and helps them through this process because they're gonna need a lot of support and I just pray that the 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 fact that the the nation as a whole is mourning or you know just the world as a whole that has been impacted by Kobe um, I, I hope that that helps to like to know that yo like we're mourning with you like we 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 you know we 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 um we sincerely give our condolences you know what I mean and I hope this you know this moment what it ministers to me on is that um with his daughter he he didn't really Kobe was the kind of guy that he didn't really hold his tongue about anything with regards to imperfection or anything that wasn't excellent. Like he wasn't just going to big his daughter up, you know, just for the fact that, you know, she's his daughter and I'm going to support her obviously for her basketball dreams. Like from my understanding, she was actually very good. Like she was nice, Mm -hmm. you know, like he was already, Kobe was already talking to Jay-Z and other people and was saying that, you know, she's something special. She's going to be something special, not just because she's my daughter, because she's something, something special. She's going to be that next thing in, in women's basketball. And it, just to hear that, you know, that that just ended right then and there. How it ministers to me is that do what you got to do right now. We don't got time. We don't we don't have the time you think you have. Nothing, nothing is promised for tomorrow is not promised. Let tomorrow worry about itself. Worry about what's going on right now because you don't know the day or the hour when God will take you, you know? And, you know, the, the, you have to really number your days. Be a good steward of your time because there's no time to waste. You know, like just, like that's just so profound what you said, man, like, I read something also where it said that um, age, I forget, it was just something in related to age and how it doesn't matter how old you are, you don't know the hour. You know what I mean? Like when you're num- when when that's your day, it's your day, you know, and it doesn't and like it doesn't favor any particular age, you know. So, you know, with that being said, man, um, again, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant and his daughter and all the other people that were actually affected and, and, and actually died in this tragic helicopter crash. I'm not going to get into details as to what happened with the helicopter right now. It's just, you know, paying respects and condolences, you know. So um, as we move into our next topic, um, <laughs> it's funny because last night, well, as you guys are hearing this, we, you know, we pre-recorded this episode, but last night, um, uh, we, the Grammys took place, the Grammy Awards, and I gotta say, with the whole Kobe's passing and, you know, um, just the atmosphere around that, I really didn't really wasn't really interested in checking for the Grammys. Um, I don't think, I honestly say I wasn't even interested to begin with, you know, with the exception of two people that I was looking, I was happy, actually got nominated, Georgia M. Muldrow and Jasmine Horn. They, I think they were both nominated for jazz um, recognitions. So that was the only thing I was excited about with the Grammys. Um, as I understand, Tyler, the creator, took home rap album for his album, Igor. I haven't listened to Igor, so don't be mad at me if I haven't checked it. I'm just, I just never really checked for Tyler like that. I know about his, his presence and his influence, um, but I don't know. I, I, so I, I can't really speak on 
that album from but from what I've been hearing is that it's not really a hip hop album. Like it's a lot of stuff going on that's maybe more so eclectic and it's not necessarily considered a real hip hop album. So I do you remember what like the nomination categories were for rap album A level? Like this well, it's kind of like what you said. I really wasn't checking for the Grammys neither with the light and the cloud of this whole thing with, with Kobe going on and with just my general disdain for what's going on with, with, with music. I, I'm not really checking for the Grammys like that. The only thing I was really checking for was Usher's uh, uh, paying homage to, to Prince. You know what I'm saying? Um, I did catch uh, Tyler, the Creator's uh, performance which was very good, by the way. It was an interesting performance. Um, he had this nice little mixture of what was nice and smooth on one end with Boys to Men. <laughs> you know what I mean? He had Boys to Men. He was performing with Boys to Men. So Boys to Men would come in in these little segments in between the, the, the performance and do their part, which, was, which would symbolize the smoothness and then it would go back into this whole chaotic side of it where you would see a, like 50, 60 different Tyler, the creators on stage, you know, in some sort of a fiery scene as if the block and the entire neighborhood was burning down. That's how the props look and that's how the whole set looked. And eventually it just ended with him just kind of collapsing and falling backward into the chaos. And then the performance was over. You know what I'm saying? He didn't take a bow or anything. He just fell out. So I thought that was different. That was very interesting. Yeah, I mean, I got to admit, man, and, and I'm behind. I really didn't get a chance to see any of the show, but I'll definitely be looking. You know, I wanna, I'm wanna. i probably going to try to see if I, I could check out that um that performance. Now, I, I, I as I understand, Nipsey Hussle won an award. Which when I saw the, when I saw that he won, it was kind of like bittersweet because I'm like, man, like this brother was here last year, and I thought that his album should have won last year out of the, the categories, um, but I think he won for a single. I can't remember the name of the single, but he did uh, take home a posthumous award, and that 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 sometimes hurt because I'm like, wow, like. He should have gotten that while he was here. But nonetheless, I'm grateful that he did get recognized and he did get an award, you know. Um, so what are, what, are, what are some other topics we had to talk about? Um, I know heavily in the news, Eminem, his name came up for a few weeks now uh, for, for a number of reasons. But um, the one major reason is his, his new album was just released. What are your thoughts on M's latest album? It's one of the first uh, big albums of 2020. What's, what, how did you feel about that? I, I, honestly, I have not listened to the album. I feel like I'm slacking in terms of... I'm not slacking in terms of hip-hop, but I just that's just an album I didn't listen to. But I've listened to a lot of other stuff. Um, but you have you heard that album, A-Level? I've heard it, uh, not in depth, but from what I've heard thus far, it's uh, very refreshing in comparison to what we've been hearing for the last 10 to 15 years. Um, it's different. It's music to be murdered by, uh, just like what he said, not literally in a sense, but basically in the times that we're in right now. He was basically saying in his press, his press release explaining, you know, this album, you know, to people that are light listeners, so to speak, and really can't understand or determine and decipher as to why he would name an album like this and the content in itself and what he's saying. He was basically just saying that um, we, as a listening audience, and particularly in America, have become infatuated and romanticized with murder. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Everything is about kill, kill, kill. So basically, I'm... I'm adding, um, I'm basically doing music for shock value. I want to shock your conscience since, you know, this is what you, this is what you want so much. And this is what you love to hear all the time. I'm going to give it to you, but I'm going to give it to you the way Eminem is going to do it. 
And in doing so, that will shock your conscience so much to maybe possibly you could possibly maybe wake up and be conscious to realize that, wow, this is where I am. It's like we were talking about the other day. If hip hop is smoked out, people were going to be smoked out. If you're looking in the music right now, it's death. People are just so enthused with death, whether it's death through drugs, death through killing each other, shooting each other. Yeah, okay, so you want you want you want murder, so I'm going to give you some music to be murdered by. And I thought that was a great concept. It's a great concept. Royce is all over this album. Royce is not playing. Um of course, there's this whole thing of them retaliating and get back at your boy Lord Jamal, you know, which they get at him on this album, you know, in response to it because the guy was being attacked. You know, between the 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 the, the famous Vlad episodes and this campaign of just him and Lord Jamal just constantly talking about how M is not valid, you know, in the hood. No one's listening to him in the hood. I'm like, what is the hood doing now? Since when has the hood been, you know, the real standard of excellence of measuring what excellence is? How long has that been? What is the hood doing now? The hood is doing vibes. It's all about vibes and it's all about this and it's all about murder. And it's all about drugs and it's all about nothing. So if that's what we're doing, it's like I I, I get what I get what Emma's saying, you know? So I, I I I do have to say, man, I do agree to an extent with what Lord Jamar is saying in terms of the hood. And it's totally cool, man. We could we could be um, never, Emma's never, never, never. I'm not a fanatic of Eminem at all. Yeah. I don't like his music, but you're not going to sit here and discredit this guy as a lyricist and an MC because that's what it sounds like what you're doing. And that's and that's just why I'm I'm kind of happy he's clapping back. Bro, like, you know, you, you guys are actually playing around. Remember, this guy is the same guy who came up through the underground through the Rap Olympics and made his bones through the raucous era and all these other days to so stop playing around with me. Nick Cannon thinking that you got a shot at me and stop playing. Yeah. And that's what he does. Yeah. The track with Thought, him, and Royce is super lyrical heaven. Yeah. It's the kind of stuff that I miss about hip hop. It's a real heavyweight track. You know what I'm saying? You even get tracks with King Crooked on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and I Joel like- Ortiz. The track with him, Joel Ortiz, is ridiculous. This is the kind of stuff that you would like to hear by an artist that is somewhat considered to be on a mainstream level, right, right. you know, and I'm glad that that's that, that's been put out there. Yeah, man, um, I got to say, um, like I said, I, I do agree to an extent with what uh, Lord Jamar is saying. Without a doubt, I feel I, I, I'll be bugging to say Eminem is not a dope lyricist. You know what I mean? My biggest issue with Eminem is that for years, I feel for quite some time, his his beats have been just really, and you know I'm okay on, you know, like I'm a lyric head, but his beats just make me sound, like I just, I, I think it's coupled with his voice mixed with those beats, like those beats, like I feel like, like when was the last time Dre produced something for him, or when was the last time he's gotten like, is he making his own beats? I heard on this album, you know, you have Dre, Alchemist working on tracks for him. Okay. So this is a different Eminem album from all of those other previous albums. You will probably enjoy this Eminem album more than you enjoy uh, the Eminem show and a lot of a lot of those other albums. Okay. Because most of those albums were predominantly produced by Eminem. Mm. You know what I'm saying? This uh, this album is different. He's got Alchemist on some of them tracks. Wow, and and there's the the beats sound like Alchemist beats, mm-hmm. traditional Alchemist beats. I don't know if you would call it traditional, but it sounds like something that sounds great for Eminem. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, you know, it's his for his voice. You know. All right, I, I could dig it. I could dig it. Um, I so I will listen to the album. I do remember turning it on, and I was just like. 
Like I heard the beats and I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't, I can't. Let me just stop. Like, let me stop. But I'm definitely going to give it a listen. Now, there's something else that happened um, in reference to this 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 Eminem album. It's so much stuff that's happened with this, you know, at the with this album coming out. But let me just go back to say what do I what I do agree with with Lord Jamar is yes. I feel like generally people in the hood do not listen to Eminem. But but Ebro did make a statement on Hot 97 saying that um let me see if I can pull it up real quick. He said uh Eminem treats rap how black folks how black folks have had to treat life. Meaning like you know, the general struggle that black folks have had to go through in history or in America, in this America, um, it's similar to how Eminem treats rap, right? Now, I see what he's going for, but me personally, I feel like he's reaching a little bit. Now, some people don't agree. Uh, shout out to Brother Julian, who, um, who uh, definitely posts uh, in the group. He had some... Uh, interesting things to say like he totally um understood um ebro's point and i i get it i get it i just honestly um i feel like it might have been of reach but i do understand what he was saying um but here's what i think though because he's saying it's about respect it's not about fame right it's about eminem getting respect i personally don't think that eminem doesn't get respect like i remember um, when I was graduating high school, and I guess I'm dating myself now, um, this was when the Marshall Mathers LP came out. And we literally went to our prom, and in the limo, we were blasting the Marshall Mathers LP. Um, we were blasting this, and we was kids from the hood. So I think what happened is over the years... To me, Eminem hasn't maintained his connection. And maybe he's evolved. Maybe it's been a thing where he's just evolved and he's... I, I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is he's gotten more pop over the years. And I feel like that's taken away from people in the hood that might have resonated with him. And also, probably the reason why people resonated with him like that in the past is because he was new. You know he was he was crazy lyrical, refreshing. refreshing um, working with Dr. Dre, um, I can't remember the last time we had a record like Stan. No. When, when like is there any records like Stan that like really hit the soul like that on his album, his new album, or anything recently? I haven't listened to that to the album to that extent. Okay. You know, to to see if there's any soulful tracks on there, but Eminem has never, to me, come across even with a stand record, never really come across to be a soulful guy. He's just an MC that candidly speaks about his life and where he is, whether that resonates with black people, brown people, Asian, whatever. He gives you who he is and where he is. That might not necessarily resonate with you because you might not be going with it, but he tells his story, regardless. And he doesn't care about what anyone thinks. That's the one thing that I always respected about him. He's always been him. He's never tried to please or cater anyone. I don't think he was ever trying to win the acceptance of the black community. I don't think he was ever trying to win the acceptance of the white community. Because when he was out, people do forget that, you know, white media was trying to build him up to be the next Elvis. Or to be the next great white hope in terms of hip hop is concerned. What people don't really realize and understand is that, and this is for my one mic guys and argument, peace shout out to you guys. Um, you guys are coming at Busta Rhymes for, you know, him saying that that's one of his favorite MCs and calling him a sellout, cut it out. Redman endorses this guy. He's a sellout too. Because he just so happens to like him because he's an MC. I think us as a community, and this is, and I get it, I think we're suffering from post traumatic stress disorder. You know, post traumatic stress from slavery, post traumatic stress from over 400 years of oppression, and we're still getting it to this day. 
so that, you know, and, and what happened to us with jazz and what happened to us with rock and roll and every and hip hop to the to an extent. Hip hop has not been taken away from us. It is the one genre that has evolved from jazz, blues and rock and roll. The reason why those things are no longer considered black genres is because we moved on and we created other things. But that was our choice, you know, to an extent. So if we're talking about hip hop is concerned, Eminem has been Eminem has been around in hip hop for over 20 years. You don't hear nobody shouting him as the king as the king of New York. You don't hear nobody shouting him as the king of hip hop. Never have you. And never has he ever claimed that. But you know what's his one cancer to himself? The same thing that we suffer from. Him being white. Mm. No one's looking at him skill-wise. They're just focusing on his color. Which is the same thing that happened to us. You know what I'm saying? Never mind, you know, how talented that brother is. He's black. Let him go sit in the back and go eat something. You know what I'm saying? So it's, this is reverse. So how does that feel, Eminem? So I get what, what Ebro's saying. He's getting, actually getting a chance to see what it feels to be treated like a ninja. Because that's, that's exactly what you know, we're treating him like. It, it, this is this reverse. So now it's like, okay, well, yeah, you're talented and all of that, but you know, we don't listen to you in the hood. You're not trying to give him a pass. And this is like, we have, hip-hop has only allowed maybe several people to get passes in the over 40 years that hip-hop has been around. The Beastie Boys, Third Base, and Eminem. We, we shut down Vanilla Ice. Those have been the only three to get passes. But it takes a whole revolution of white talent to come over and take over a genre. It happened that way with rock and roll. It happened that way with jazz. We have not allowed that, that to happen with hip hop. And what we as a community need to stop focusing on is stop focusing on the superficial things that really doesn't matter. Yes, he's white, but how many more of us in this circle are of us than it is of him? What we really need to stop focusing on, make better music. Make good music. If you're making good records, what are you worried about Eminem for? Because we still control the integrity of this music. But look at what we're making. And I, I like I feel you, man. It's so much it's so much that so many different angles to go with Eminem, right? In terms of people's perspectives on him. And I feel like all of them to a to an extent are valid. Um, like I also feel like one of the reasons, like I, is there a rapper that has gotten more Grammy Awards than Eminem? Like one single rapper. Like I've seen year after year, and it might not have been most recently, but I've seen him get like rap album of the year consistently. And I think that's also one of the things. It's like, you know, you could see the privilege um, and that's not something you can't, you can't, yeah, it's not his fault. It's definitely not his fault, but I could understand why, you know, um, you know, black folks could, would feel this way because of like so many other talented MCs like, um, that don't, that are black, that don't get that stage. You know what I'm saying? And when I say that stage, I mean, get that recognition. The Grammys is the most prestigious music award you know and i can't name i mean i might be wrong but i can't name one single rapper that may have gotten more than one grammy award like like you know maybe Jay-Z. Jay, okay well i mean i guess let me say this uh, for rap album of the year i'm i'm narrowing it down to that don't, don't like yes of course there's probably multiple rappers that have gotten like for a single here i'm really focusing on rap album of the year let me let me focus in on that that's that i mean let me just be clear with that you know but i mean it's a number of things um and i feel like he's 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 the pinnacle of of white rappers 
you know, he's still at the top of the list. You know what I mean? He's he's up there with the greats. I don't think anybody will ever deny that. You know, um, me particularly, one of my favorite MCs, probably if not my most favorite MCs, that's that's Caucasian is is Brother Ali, and I think he's extremely soulful. So I don't really pay attention to um, like his race you know in terms of that i like i feel like he really resonates even more so with the struggle of black folks than eminem but like you said eminem never came in the game trying to do that anyway and i think that we have mcs even black mcs that's just they just lyrical they not on no activist fight with their music so i respect it all you know what i mean but i just wanted to give my point of view based on how you know other folks see it uh, but yeah, we let's let's jump to another topic. We could we could have like a part two on them, and <laughs> you know what I mean. But I, I appreciate your your sentiments. A level is yeah. very well um well said. Um, so I do want to do like a uh, I, I do want to recognize for our next section segment is to um recognize you know rappers doing good. Um, I don't know A level if you saw that I have made a post about uh, MC Wordsworth. So if you're familiar with with Wordsworth, he has his origin in the Lyricist Lounge. Remember when they had that show, the Lyricist Lounge? Right. right? Words and Punch. Um, and it was an MTV show, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, where it was like, kind of yeah, like what? kind of sketch show. Maybe. Sketch show, yeah. But they rap. Sketch yeah. comedy, but they rap. Yeah. Wow. That makes me feel like, damn, they need to bring something like right. that back. Like. I, mean, you know, how I think Nick Cannon Nick tried Cannon to do that, right? but yeah, yeah. I, I feel like the lyricist lounge was 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 something special. Um, but he also, you know, was was affiliated with the whole Raucous crew. Um, he also it was a part. I, should I say was or is? Because I feel like the group is still uh, that we might still get another release from them. But EMC, which yeah, is right. uh, Master A, Strickland, um, Punch, and Words. And so, I mean, and this is a good brother because, um, you know, in my early phases of doing like, you know, the video recording and the interviews for Out the Box TV and when I was working on a documentary with um, my boy uh, Randy, um, we had interview words. And from then on, I kind of stayed connected to him through like social media and you know, he always kind of like, you know, shouts me out or sends me new music when he got music coming out. Um, but he got recognized uh, in an article for being a music teacher who um, actually loves what he does. And I felt that was so dope because many times in hip hop, we recognize artists for all of the, you know, the, the, the things that they do within hip hop, right, or within the industry. But here's a brother that's still an artist, but has a job and really enjoys impacting people with his knowledge of music in the classroom. So on Instagram, you know, I recognized him by stating, you know, I really appreciate all you do in and outside of the classroom to educate, you know, um, because um, I feel like we don't recognize people like that. And I think that... Um, there's a number of other educators that are artists that we don't know about. Um, you know, Sadat X is a teacher, you know. Um, if you've been following Out the Box, you would see that uh, for the last year, I was kind of bigging up um, John Robinson and Jay Rawls. They, were, they both have history, and I think uh, Jay Rawls has his PhD. So, like, they all have connections to education um, and we don't really get a chance to hear this. You know, you'd be surprised. Even Breezy Bruin has a connection um, as a teacher. Um, so I, I feel like it's really good to recognize people as they're still alive, but to also recognize people for things that they're doing that's positive, that's uplifting, but doesn't really reflect on the actual art that we know them for. You know what I mean? So, shout out to Wordsworth, man. Keep doing your thing. I'm glad that it makes you happy, you know, because when you're choosing career goals, I'm learning this myself, you got to make the decision that makes you happy. 
because that's the only way you could really thrive i think if you it doesn't matter how much money like if you're not happy doing what it is you do i feel like at some point you're not going to want to do it anymore so what's the sense and i understand this whole concept of um making sure that you know you do you pick a career that's going to um you know give you good money and 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 provide for you financially i think that's absolutely important but i think it needs to be a balance cuz in order for you to continue with it you got to love it you know what i mean that's very well said because there's so many people that are in careers right now that they really have no business in, you know, but they're in it because life is real. Work. Life is real. You, you got bills to pay and you have to uh, maintain survival. Um, but going uh, into uh, words, Wordsworth as a school teacher, I mean, I've, I've coming from someone who's tried their hand at, at school teaching, um, uh, several years ago, I was um, tried my hand at uh, working for the Department of Education. I was, you know, going for my master's, and I was trying to do, and I was I was substitute teaching. You know, I was in the junior high school high school system, and I was in Sub Central. And at some point in time, I just, you know, I decided that you know that the whole making lesson plans and doing all this other stuff was just either getting too hard or it just wasn't pleasurable to me anymore. I wasn't having fun. So I was like, okay, maybe this is not in for me. So I tried my hand in the law enforcement field, um, working in the hospital systems. So um, what I want to say is um, the teacher in a lot of societies and in human history um, prior to American society was the number one figure in society even more revered than the than the actual leader of the town itself. You know, people would have a lot of respect for teachers because teachers are the educators. And for a genre like this in hip hop, where you have such a disconnect, you know, with from the older generation to the younger generation, I think pretty much the answer to um, the answer in that area is to connect it with the teaching and educating. You know, because many of these, you know, youth that listen to hip hop today, they just assume that it's always been there. And but if you're not teaching them the legacy that it comes from, you know, is going to basically um, determine what kind of harvest you're going to get 20 years from now, because eventually it's going to run out because eventually this is just going to start feeding off of its own self until it eats itself. And then there's nothing left. So. I think that's dope that, you know, he would not only just, okay, I'm going to be an artist, you know, on, on one on one aspect of it. But if I'm going to make a living off of doing this, I'm going to make a level. Um, I'm going to make a living off of doing this and teaching what it is that I'm already doing to someone else, you know, and, and, and that in itself is where the passion is and where the love is. I'm not just going to just um, be a, a rapper by day and work in a meat butcher shop by night. You know what I'm saying, which is which is nothing wrong with that, but those are the things get that can tend to sustain your joy even longer. You know, per, continuing to pursue your passions and to pursue your dreams when you're working along the lines of something that is similar to what you're pursuing. You know, and I think what's dope for him is that like it's not like he's teaching like a science class or a history class. He's teaching a class on music a specialty that he actually has taken part in you know as a career so i think that's one of the reasons why he he he, he pretty much enjoys it um and i i think it's dope that um you know there's still music programs that exist because i know you know we've probably seen up here um that a lot of programs have gotten cut particularly like music and arts programs. So the fact that he's able to do, and, and who better to do something like this than him, right? Like he knows this, you know what I mean? Um, I think he says in the article, it's a New York, it's a, I'm sorry, it's a Broward New Times Palm Beach article. So if you wanna 
check it out. You could either go to his Instagram or you could go to Out the Box Media's Instagram. We have a link to it or when, any one of our social media sites. He's in Florida now. Yeah, he's in Florida. Yeah. Um, it says, um, Words Word is here to teach. And hopefully you fools will be wise enough to listen. A journeyman MC who's collaborated with some of the most important artists in hip-hop came to CNI Studios in Fort Lauderdale this past weekend, and it was a good time for taking notes. There's a trend with rappers in the South Florida that leaves, him, leaves me speechless. Rappers over the vocal, rapping over, their, over the vocals on their tracks. This is inexcusable. If you can't, Manage to perform without using the vocals from the record, you are not a rapper. You are a hobbyist that deserves no shine. Your hit song doesn't mean shit. You, your style and swag is vapid and without thought, and you do a disservice to those that you claim to idolize. In the 90s, we called them posers. Today, posing seems an acceptable art form. N yeah, he go, not, it, goes, it goes on to say, Now, I don't want to appear insensitive to an up-and-coming artist who's planning on rapping over the vocals at a show coming up, but you are wasting your time. It takes talent and real skill to rock a crowd. That realness will always reign supreme in hip hop. That's where words has lived a good long time, right? So, um, you know, it just goes on to talk about, um, you know, something as simple as rapping over vocals. You know, like, like I I get when like um you don't really you know you just got your first set of equipment or you don't have much equipment and you know you don't got no beats and you do that as a sport to try to get yourself you know acclimated or or practice. But like he said, it's not it's not the way to go, right? To think that people are actually rapping over vocals. Um, but it's good to see that he's there and present and making that impact. You know what I mean? So a level um. I want to kind of, we, we had some other things we want to talk about, but I think it's best we leave it for another show because um, we're kind of running out of time. But before we go, man, I just want to, you know, first, big ups all of our listeners. Um, we thank you for still rocking with us. It's been a little while since we put up a show, but we have plans to keep more shows coming this year and to be a little bit more consistent with that because that's going to be really important. Um, so... Usually we record every two weeks. Uh, the show usually airs on a Friday. Um, you'll be able to catch it on anchor.fm. Um, it's also available through Spotify, uh, the podcast. And we'll also be putting up shows on Mixcloud. Please check out our mixes on Mixcloud when you get a chance. Uh, I'll be doing some more mixes just to kind of put you on the, like the latest brand new hip hop that comes out. I'm going to try to do it on a monthly basis so you're going to be getting like all the best new tracks that came out in the month. Um, and so like definitely check us out on Mixcloud at Out The Box Radio. Um, on Twitter, Out The Box Media. Instagram, Out The Box Media. Facebook, Out The Box Radio. Um, the, the Facebook group, Hip Hop Thinks Out The Box. Um, yeah, just want to plug those, those um, um, platforms. Stay connected with us there. Uh, and A level, any words? No, I'm no much, not much, man. Just um, just trying to really get back into the swing of things, and just really just trying to uh, carry on um, the same moniker that we have and always have been doing is just pushing the culture forward and um, reserving the right to be selective to what we listen to. You know, uh, creative and constructive criticism is needed in today's music music um field i love when you say re re reserving the right to be was it restricted to be, to be selected right yeah we we have that right you know like we don't we don't got to play the bs if we're not feeling it and i feel like everyone should feel that way you know like um let me do this so i want to give a shout out to a couple people on the instagram i had made a post saying what should we talk about for our first Out the Box Talks podcast of 2020? And I got a few comments. Um, and these are some topics that, although we did not speak about it today, these are definitely topics I feel like we're going to talk about. So first and foremost, shout out. Um, uh, well, let me shout out uh, Gomez. 
uh, she wanted uh, us to talk about how how to bridge classic artists with artists that tend to have more social media or new school fame and presence. She said, I'm sure you guys have touched on this, but how to tap into the younger generation and bring them in into this short of content. So I agree with that. We definitely need to do a show on um, bridging the gap. Um, speaking of bridging the gap, uh, from what I heard, uh, Little Nas X and Nas actually performed last night um, on the Grammy. So uh, I'm not a big fan of <laughs> Little Nas X, but I think it's a good step in the direction of bridging the gap. Um, so yeah, we definitely gonna talk about that Gomez, alright. And um, shout out to um, so shout out to Gomez. Uh, that's family, by the way. <laughs> Big ups. Um, and then um, my brother John Robinson. Uh, he also posted um, enterprising and ownership in hip hop. He thinks that that's a topic that we should be covering. And I feel like he's a great guest to have on to speak about that. So we got to get him on the show. Um, it's kind of long overdue because he was supposed to be on the show last year. But shout out to John Robinson, man. One of my favorite artists today, man. He's doing his thing, man. Um, really always involved and tuned in with what's happening um, in, in hip-hop and, and doing great things, man. So shout out to JR. Um, and yeah, so... I, we we're gonna honor those cats and and, and get those episodes up uh, in this year. Also, uh, everyone uh, check you know be on the lookout for the new Stretch and Bobito album that's getting ready to drop. I think uh, it's drop. It's, it's out. It's, it's out already. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I was just watching their Breakfast Club interview. It was very 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 amazing interview that they did. Um, and uh, this album, they actually have a band, I believe. Mm -hmm. And uh, the band features uh, Mamuna Youssef, Rich Medina, and others. So it's pretty interesting. The album is called No Requests. Yeah, yeah I was able to check some of the album out. It's it's not like it's not really like a hip-hop album. Like, you're not going to get, like, underground hip-hop on it. It's more like, like you said, it's like, I feel like you get, like, jazz and what's the, like, Latin sounds. It's really kind of like nice, loungy kind of vibe music, um, but it's funky, you know. So, yeah, definitely check that out. There is a track with Mamuna Youssef and who else did you say was on that? Rich Medina. Rich Medina. Yeah, so that um, you that's that's one of the tracks where you actually see her, you know, she's singing on there. Um, so, yeah, I got to post that. I didn't get a chance to post that to the, to the social media so that you guys could, you know, go check that out. But it is out. I was able to, like you know skim through it on spotify the other day um yeah man so that's that's pretty much it for me man I, i'm looking forward to uh seeing you guys for the next episode we had a few difficult technicalities or technical difficulties <laughs> before we did the show today but we were able to make it work um and i want to say in the future um and really really soon we're going to be opening up the phone lines we were trying to do it today, but we ran into some issues. But we're going to be opening up the phone line so you can call in um, and just give your opinion on some of the topics we talk about. And we're also going to be playing, like, clips and music throughout the show. So definitely keep it locked with us, man. Um, and, again, thank you for listening. Keep connected online on our social medias. And uh, I'm pretty much out, man. A-Level, any last words? No, I ain't got nothing left but to say... What happened to peace? Peace, peace, peace. Peace, peace, and much love. Y'all stay safe till next time.